It's the Weekly Wrap with your host, broadcasting legend Bruce Wolf, and his trusty sidekick, comedian Tim Slagle. And now, without further ado, Bruce Wolf. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the Weekly Wrap. It's our year end edition, and Santa, I got to tell you, <laughs> you, uh, for those of you who can see at home, uh, I, I've got to tell you that uh, you must have jogged around the world because you are so svelte. Uh, <laughs> There's nothing svelte here. Yeah, just, really. Uh, you look, just, you're looking it's just really an good. optical illusion. Well, speaking of checking uh, lists uh, twice, we've got our top 10 list, the top 10 stories of, of uh, 2022. Now, I usually don't like to try to make excuses, but I am going to do it uh, uh, th- this time. I knew that we were going to do a top 10, but I thought it was just going to be wedged into like one little segment. And I have here in my hands, Mr. Slagle, the list of 225 communists in the FBI. No, I have here a, 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 a whole bunch of stories that I compiled over the last week because I was so assiduous in trying to prepare for a weekly show when instead this is going to be a yearly show. But so I'm going to just try and squeeze in some of the stuff that I looked up over this past weeks just to show you i did some little ho- uh, homework because i'm certainly not prepared to remember the year in review because uh <laughs> you know as you know when you get in your dotage you have short-term memory problems and one year elides into the next one decade elides into the next but let's go for it oh okay? man i yeah is uh is september 11th part of the top 10 this year <laughs> it is every year because it's my birthday <laughs> all right here is the uh, the number 10 story we're going in uh Reverse order, of course. The number 10 story, according to Chris, our producer, he decided what these are and who am I to argue. He didn't even them. look at your list, did he? I, he didn't I, even, I didn't he have didn't, a list. He doesn't, even, he doesn't even care what's important to you. <laughs> uh, the, well, they all would have been so uh, narcissistic. Uh, you know, like I believe the election was <laughs> stolen from me. Uh, uh, why aren't the bears talking about me in the huddle? Uh, number 10. Violence in Chicago was the number 10 story. And um, here's a headliner. Christmas Christmas weekend violence, two killed, 11 wounded by gunfire in Chicago. That's now, here's pretty how, low. That's pretty low. Yeah, it's, it was cold. I mean, that, that had to. <laughs> that's what happened. Here's how I'll weave in some of my uh, study. Uh, this it reminds me of how I used to uh, write exams when I. I was in college, you know, you just fill a blue book with whatever answer you prepared, uh, regardless of the question that was given in the final. Um, that's the way I worked anyway. It worked well enough. But uh, here I, I actually had prepared. I listened to a podcast uh, with Jonah Goldberg of The Remnant and a guy named Matt Paprocki of the Illinois Policy Institute. That's a conservative think tank. And it was just interesting uh, not the substance so much, but the feng shui, uh, as it were, of it, because they, they must have talked to close to an hour. And it wasn't until about 45 minutes in and right before they decided to talk about Chicago pizza that Jonah Goldberg said he felt compelled to talk about crime in Chicago. But here's Matt Paprocki of the Illinois Policy Institute. You'd think when I mean, during the election, it was every ad on the on TV sure. was about crime in Chicago and it, it had to be coaxed out of him. And the guy then says, well, you know, he's lived in Chicago for uh, about 20. I think he said 20 years. And he's got a wife and two kids, and he has never faced any crime. Now, he wasn't saying there wasn't any, but he said, you know, there are these pockets, you know, the slums are built around the expressways, et cetera. And there's, it's very safe. Now, compare and contrast that to this woman who was on with Laura Ingram the, the other night, a Chicago woman who lives in the Tony Lincoln Park. There's video of her uh, coming out with her dog. And and two masked guys or maybe one masked guy robs her of her purse, didn't take Toto. Uh, And now she's going to be leaving Chicago and is going to permanently reside at her other home in Lake Geneva. But oh, oh, sorry. So so, so that's the woman that's the woman that made the political ads. Right. That was that was uh, that that they made political ads out of. uh, No, no, no. no, The woman or is this a different this one's different. This one's Uh-oh. different from, you know, the one that where there were several guys that came out of a car uh, and, and beat her up. Oh, this woman oh, just wow. had her purse taken, but it was still oh, bad wow. enough. But the thing is, so if you want Trying to, to keep up with the neighbors there, yeah, in Lincoln so you'll Park, see huh? this one. Here's this one. You know, the little doggy isn't hurt. But, um, 
you know, little I mean, doggy, little doggy wants to play. Look at that little dog. Yeah, like, no, he hey, just wanted to are play. You, are you going to throw that? I'll, I'll bring it back for you if you do. <laughs> right. So look at him wag his tail. So <laughs> what's the truth about crime in Chicago? Is it this Matt Paprocki? Or is it, you know, what, what Laura Ingram's showing, which gives the picture that it's uh, ubiquitous or uh, or should I say omnipresent? Or is it, uh, you know, what know. Matt Perpocki has, has experienced in Chicago over the last 20 years? Yeah, and crime in Chicago, it's ketchup on a hot dog and pineapple on pizza. Totally. And I agree with you. And let's move on to the next one. <laughs> um, number nine, the number nine story was the uh, loving. What, what did I do with my glasses? I cannot see here. The loving relationship, welcoming uh, response, excuse me, illegals received at Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> That's a good story. <laughs> that was a good story. Yeah. I, I don't know if there, we should probably put an update to that because I understand sure. that three busloads yeah. were dropped off on Kamala Harris's front lawn on Christmas Eve. Let's go to our reporter, Santa Claus, standing by the Chicago River. <laughs> uh, you know, and we and here's the thing about a live shot that you're doing there. It doesn't matter that you're not at Martha Mars's Vineyard. We could throw a you know, slide you know, <laughs> behind you there. But yeah, three uh, hundred uh, people from Texas, I guess are sent to Martha's Vineyard, uh, are sent to um, uh, was, Kamala, to Kamala, Kamala Harris's, Harris's house. And um, she made them sleep in the stable. And there's uh, and I saw a headline from WGN News about uh, the Democrats are really upset about over this stump uh, stunt. And um, and I tweeted Democrats pounce. Uh, <laughs> that's, what, that's what the story is. It's Democrats pouncing over this. Um, it, it, it's interesting. Yesterday, I was visiting a relative in the hospital and on the TV in the room, and I couldn't change it because, you know, I wanted it's what the relative had on CNN Sunday morning show, a very long story about Kamala Harris's husband. OK, and he I believe he's referred to as. I, I hope I have this right. He's like the second gentleman or the first gentleman once removed or something. You know, he's not a lady. Um, the but first gentleman once removed or something, you know, something, whatever his title is. And he's actually a Jewish guy, you know, like me. Um, so, you know, you can make all these jokes. You know, <laughs> no wonder he doesn't get a word in edgewise or whatever with the vice president of the United States. But anyway, so he. Uh, but, you know, and I'm making smart aleck comments in the room. I would never make them on any kind of public broadcast, you know, about, oh, there's Mr. Kamala Harris, you know, stuff like I would never say anything like that. <laughs> and but I did notice they were showing and they were it was fawning. The whole thing was, you know, how wonderful he is. And, you know, and, and it, it's great. And all the appearances that he makes. And I'm sure he's got to be more articulate than his wife. <laughs> so um, but anyway, they showed a picture of him from his bar mitzvah and he's standing at what we call the bima which is you know the the podium right where the holy ark is and he's mm -hmm. got his hat a hat his, I'm, I'm talking like you would talk about it he's got his yarmulke on <laughs> i would call it, it a beanie because yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get it down the, to the basics for the for the for santa claus <laughs> here doesn't understand it he's wearing his cap and and he's um he's standing there and he's looks like he's reciting from the torah and his parents are very proud standing next to him. And his mother is so hot. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Wow. She's got this. It's really on the border of tastelessness, the amount of cleavage that she's showing. I mean, you're up on the bema there. You know, there, <laughs> Judaism, especially in these holy ceremonies, are a lot about, um, you know, modesty. You know, you're appearing before God and all that. You don't look like you're ready to do your let me entertain you number from by Gypsy Rose Lee. And, and I'm, I'm thinking I'm, this woman is hot. And then, you know, so now I'm trying to make the connection, you know, the psychological connection to him marrying Kamala. And he just I, I, if you've got a mom who's up there. And, and, and it's displaying her wares like that. You're just going to be that type C personality that's going to marry the inarticulate vice president of the United States. I, I that, That's my psychological reductionism. Well, you know, it's uh, uh, it, it's apparently Kamala did have talents, though. 
she might not have been, they they might not have been as visible but uh, she she did have she'd had attorney general level talents yeah obviously so anyway we we uh that's that's number 9 number 8 the Depp Heard trial okay i mean i hope Kyle Rittenhouse made this list if if, the, <laughs> if, if i am not was looking Kyle down. Rittenhouse this year i think it was last see the years so, are Depp melding heard i mean well, I know you and I didn't watch more than eight minutes of testimony combined on this thing. I mean, it, it's good fun. But, yeah, uh, all I uh, um, all, all all I know was yeah, it it uh, it, it opened the, an, an ability to bring back all my crap the bed jokes. <laughs> Can you re regale us with one here, Santa? I, well, no. that's enough. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And anyway, I, I, as I as I recall, the public, the jury, everybody wound up on on Johnny's side on this if 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 i'm not mistaken so um it's justice yeah. was served as it was with Kyle Rittenhouse because he was the better actor obviously I, um, completely plus i mean i'm biased in his favor first of all i'm pretty sure i interviewed him once i think i was more significant than he was at the time wasn't he on 21 jump street on fox like I in the so. in the 80s yeah. Yeah. and i'm sitting next to him at Comiskey park they had them there they had him and Christina Applegate on my other side. Oh, you know what? No. Now I'm thinking it's the two people from Married with Children. Oh, aren't these great, great memories that I'm having that absolutely. <laughs> oh, the beauty of senility is that you I'm had far you, more celebrity is, encounters than here. you really did. <laughs> hey, if we get down to ten, all 10 of these items here before the uh, show is over, it's great. Where, what number were we on? Huh? All right. That's my muddy frickered. Um to drop a name. Who's Maud Frickard? Who's Maud Frickard? No. Nope. Jonathan Gates, Winter's sir. voice. Oh, that's Character. right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, it was All right. Maudie. All right. I lead one, one to nothing here. That was his that was his transgender character. Oh, you know, actually, when you think about it, it probably was. <laughs> All right. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the weekly rap year end countdown. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap, and uh, Tim uh, number seven out to number Here's seven it. of the top ten stories of what year is this again? Twenty twenty two. The number seven story, according to Chris, our producer, is um, guns, and it was specific reference to the Highland Park shooting on July fourth. With actually, which actually, you know, hit me personally. I mean, I wasn't there, but I have relatives who were there. Relatives who were hiding running away knew oh, wow. the people some they were people, there they were there for the parade were there for the parade uh uh you know i talked to my sister-in-law for a half an hour after the parade i mean she had six of her you know grandchildren there and everything i mean it was it, it was really something now you're never supposed to make a decision you know based on emotions regarding the second amendment um darren bailey uh who ran for governor of illinois made a mistake that day he's you know after the shooting he said something like okay let's move on i mean like within an hour let's celebrate july 4th and you know and we liked i don't know if you did when we interviewed bailey uh sure. and how we scored that interview i'll never know uh, but we did <laughs> and it was great and he was a nice guy and you know if you could just talk to him one-on-one -on -one, uh he's reasonable but of course uh was not that was not the way he was portrayed on all the commercials but um, but so here's my feeling about the Second Amendment. You know, I saw my friend, Brad Thor, you know, has written all those uh, novels and one a year. They each sell a million copies. It's ridiculous. And I used to have him on the WLS show the other day. He tweeted, but he's a big gun advocate. And he tweeted a picture of this latest. Looks like an assault style rifle. It's not an AR-15 or something, but. To him, it was like, I got to have one of these babies. And, and, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, here's how I feel about the Second Amendment right now. And I probably have to turn in my you know, con conservative cred or uh, at least my Foyd card. It, it, it's that um, I'm still in favor of the Second Amendment. Don't like to see curbs on it. I think it, it is a slippery slope. I know that, you know, the liberals want to entirely get rid of the whole thing. But. I don't feel good about being in favor of it. And so that's where I am right now. I mean, I just, because I mean, it's the second amendment is not written in stone. 
it's there. There is a, a, a process to uh, repeal it. Parchment, and, and I what, believe. Huh? Parchment. It's written on. Yeah, parchment. It's in parchment. And not you know, like, whereas, uh, not you know, like the not like the big commandments. No, right. You can't. You know, have thou shalt not uh, steal. Uh, is not something that can be overturned by two thirds of the states or, or whatever, or the tribes of Israel. Um, so yeah, so that's how I feel about it. Um, how do you feel? Um, I, I I think it's a constitutional right. I don't think I I, I think people um, like guns for the same reason they like big off road vehicles that never leave pavement. It just they, <laughs> they they like the look of it. And what's what's wrong with but, that? So here's the problem. The look of something versus that you got about eight kids every year. And that's about it. You know, there's 20 million uh, AR-15s out there and about, you know, a half a dozen of them are used in these killings at a mall or the schools are the are the ones that really you know get sure. you or a July 4th parade. And yeah, sure. We should have, you know, revamp the mental health system in the United States, but that's not that easy. And, and it's not, it's not easy to get rid of the guns either, but um, you know, it, it'd be nice if somehow at least they didn't have the advertising that sexed up the AR-15. And I know there's First Amendment concerns. But, but that's on that. the thing. But that's absolutely the thing. That's why they're so popular is because they're sexed up, because they're forbidden. That's uh, right. the 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 more the more you try to for, forbid something, the more attractive it becomes. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is that there's a guy like, like Kevin Williamson, the two foremost um, uh, writers these days. You know that that I have found who uh, are trying to protect the Second Amendment are Charlie Cook of National Review and Kevin Williamson, uh, now of the Dispatch. And I mean, they're, they're great if you want to read a defense of the Second Amendment. But he, even Kevin, when he talks about the Second Amendment, says, well, you know, the liberals are trying to take away Bubba's guns. <laughs> you know, that's, and that's what it comes <laughs> down to. And uh, yeah, I, I knew I knew a, a guy. Once. Yeah, but Bubba, it, Bubba really isn't the problem. You know, Bubba's just going to shoot some cans off the fence. And uh, oh, no, 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 maybe not maybe the problem uh, at all. But maybe the a thing couple is, is crows it, that are picking his tomatoes. No, right. He is not the problem at all. But and there was this uh, a, a, a relative on my uh, son's wife's side of the family uh, who was a judge in New York. And he said, you know, he was suggesting that we have two first Second Amendments. One for the urban areas, one for the rural areas. And, you know, it it almost makes sense. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the problem is, are you going to outlaw these AR-15s? Well, OK, no. How about how, how about the advertising that sexes it up and makes it attractive to some, you know, but the, but whacked the out 18 year old kid? The advertising, I have never seen an ad. It's like, hey, get yourself an AR-15, kids. You want to shoot up a school. <laughs> no. You really want no, to but you shoot up be, a uh, school. No, no they don't need the advertising. That. The advertising is the way the media goes against it. And there's this thing on the left in the oh, okay. media that's been going on for a while. Rush originally pointed out that when, when two cars collided, it, it was uh, uh, two people were involved in an accident. When one was an SUV all of a sudden the object itself became right, right. became the perp and it's right. the same thing with the ar15 an ar15 gun down seven no, right no and i and i'm totally you know but that's that's I, right. what it is they, i, I they, mean they, i they believe person they they they, they yeah. personify the object that they no, that right. they despise and that's what happened in waukesha you know it was the it was the vehicle that did it uh you know not not yeah. the crazy guy all right let's move on to the so now we've resolved that one let's move on to number six the number six story of uh, 2022, according to Chris, our producer, is the Kavanaugh assassination attempt. And I'm going, what Kavanaugh assassination attempt? That, that Nobody covered that. <laughs> nobody oh, just, wrote Fox, about that. Ju just Fox News, and you know how much you can trust them, right? Yeah, right. I mean, it, it obviously did not happen. Uh, and certainly uh, was not uh, uh, inspired by uh, the doxing of... Uh, Oh, well, there was no there was no AR-15 involved. So. Right. And there there wasn't anything about that. And and um, so it wasn't a hate crime. Was... Yeah. No. So um, and then we move along to number five, which kind of goes in tandem with the, the Kavanaugh assassination attempt. Uh, which, and I to me, this if this is the number five story, I, I can't imagine what the number one story is. What we discovered life on Mars uh, because Roe versus Wade overturned the Dobbs decision. I mean, we've been waiting for this for 50 years. Uh, and um, sure. yeah, that was a big story, a big, big story. 
Um, it'll probably turn the election. There's a really good chance. You know, that, uh, that's a good question. Um, that uh, that it, it, people said, well, it's 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 women worried about their rights. Heck no. <laughs> it was the, the, the people who uh, uh, changed the election were the young men who didn't want to pay child support. Uh, Three hundred dollars is a lot cheaper than 18 years of, of food and housing. It's, it's you know, I, I've tried to look at the. Uh, what are the tabs or whatever on the election results? And, um, you know, I'm still studying it, but there was one interesting statistic. It's that, you know, married men, overwhelmingly Republican, married women, Republican, single men even are Republican, but boy, those single women, <laughs> they are democratic overwhelmingly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you got to think that, Roe versus Wade being overturned had had something to do with the uh, generating turnout for them. I I don't know, but you know, it might be right. It might be the single guys too. You know, and, and it's a, it's a it's a nice symbiotic relationship between the single men and the single women. And maybe one of the reasons why our birth rate is crashing, and we need more immigration. So, um, <laughs> all right, let's move to number four right here. The fourth, the disinformation board is the number four story. Yeah. And I guess this would go uh, in tandem with um, the Twitter files, uh, just that uh, and the latest being that uh, that the government uh, tried to uh, tamp down information uh, uh, regarding the, uh, the COVID-19 right. that right. was contrary to what the CDC had out there. Um, and there was public outcry. And uh, did they did they get and, and, and basically they just uh, removed everyone's title. They all still work <laughs> for the government. They all do the same exact thing. They're just no longer a member of the disinformation board. Look, uh, does anybody ever get fired from the government? I think Lois Lerner still has a job there somewhere. Uh, but uh, the number three story, the raid on Mar-a-Lago. And um, yeah. I'm wondering if. Um, you know, where is that right now? <laughs> the, 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 right? Yeah. Where? Where? What's the status well, of that? Our reporter, well, isn't, Santa didn't, Claus, didn't, didn't. What's his face? Uh, is it Jack Smith? Is that right? Is that the special uh, prosecutor that right, was appointed? Right, to right. Didn't he take that up? He's yeah, taking, I, I think so. But I, I got he's taking that up along with uh, January sixth. Yeah, I mean, and, I'm just uh, I'm waiting for tax returns. I'm waiting for uh, for Trump to be uh, to be indicted on something. Well, speaking of which, so we'll go to the number two story right now. Uh, the January 6th, uh, according to Chris, show trial slash recommendation to indict Trump. The interesting thing about, you know, Trump being indicted is if the Department of Justice wants to be consistent, and I'm not saying it does, but they just had that Oath Keepers trial. And Trump is a tangential figure in that trial because they're trying to pin it all on Sure. You know, the Proud Boys, the Oath Keeper, you know, or whatever it was. And they did not make the case, try to did not try to make the case that Trump was responsible for this. So now are they I don't know if you have to hold the, <laughs> the federal government to consistency. They might be able to plead in the alternative. I'm, I'm not sure how that works, but it doesn't seem to be highly consistent. And, you know, I mean, it, there's nothing new with, with with these charges so much. I still think that the thing that really bothers me, and I'm not saying I wouldn't vote for Trump a third time, just like Bill Barr, the former attorney general, might do it, even though he thinks Trump is full of it. Um, it's those 187 minutes, because I was watching this in real time. I, I don't know if you were. And, and I remember I, I somebody had tweeted or I saw a, a text. They're attacking the Capitol. And I thought, oh, my God, there's you know, guns and bombs and everything like that. And then I, I called up my daughter and she says, no, there, there's no guns or anything like that. And we're watching, especially that guy with the painted face <laughs> looked like he could be at a Vikings <laughs> game or something. And, um, and what about that comeback by the Vikings? Uh, not only uh, the 61 yard field goal the other day and then from against Indianapolis the week before, but um, you know, then it looked like a joke. However, you know, as more facts come out, you know, they got within 40 feet of Mike Pence. There were police officers injured. And Trump gave this tepid, tepid, uh, was it from the Rose Garden talk saying, oh, please don't do that. You know, it was like with a wink. And it's like, I, but I really enjoyed it until I was forced <laughs> to come out here. And that, I don't know if that's impeachable, uh, but boy, you know, you know, I, I like, I didn't like it when Tammy Duckworth flirted with the idea of, uh, 
let's let's erase the visages of, of the founding fathers from Mount uh, Rushmore. And I don't like it when uh, the, the the capital is attacked, even if Nancy Pelosi is the one inhabiting it. Your view, sir. My view is we're out of time. We got there, go we go. The next segment. there we go. I filibustered <laughs> as usual. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. And uh, so we're down to number one. Are we're, we going to hear doing, number one? We're doing the yearly wrap with the top 10. And I was supposed to do like about four per segment. And we're only in the third segment. We're already down to number one. And I think I already tied number one to number four and already gave it away. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, we'll get to it. But we're not going to give you number one because this is the big tease. And let's go to some honorable mentions right here. According to Chris, our producer, and uh, an honorable mention story was that Joe Biden not being able to put his jacket on. I mean, there's so many different things that he did during the year, including trying to shake hands with people who weren't there. Uh, what was the latest <laughs> thing that he said that he gave his uncle the Purple Heart and that it didn't happen? And oh, yeah, his, his uncle, uncle was- said his uncle said he didn't want it. He's, uh, <laughs> you know, and I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Uh, uh, this is this is for real. Uh, he uh, said, I don't want that medal because the guys who deserve it didn't come back. Oh, well, OK. Great. No joke. No Great. joke. Not a lie. But I mean, you know, with, with Biden, it's just difficult to understand where the uh, pathological lying uh, ends and the dementia begins. And, and there's there's a fine line there. And uh, I mean, but but we've known about this forever. It disqualified well, yeah. him. Yeah. He had to be, yeah. He had to, he had to drop out because he was a plagiarist. That right that in 1988, be, when that when that mattered. Of course, you know, plagiarism, yeah. as I always said, is the sincerest form of flattery, and you can use that line <laughs> uh, just as long as you attribute it to me. But um, so that's Biden. Then the, excuse me, the next honorable mention story is the war in Ukraine. Who's winning? Are we giving missiles that can attack Russia? Um, you know, there's a big debate. What on, what, what was the date of the invasion? Is like February? Is it like almost so? You were almost coming up on a year, and you know, at first, a lot of people didn't think that Ukraine would last. That's just an honorable um, mention. I mean, this is about. I mean, next to Roe versus Wade, it's got to be the number one story. I, Boy, I feel like I, I, you know if, if if the number one story isn't that you know we we we've uh, you know started putting condos on Mars. I I, I don't know. Uh, I feel like you're doing the the rundown of 1916, and we forgot to. Uh, uh, mentioned the archduke being assassinated right now now chris uh sends us a note here saying that he's bored to death of this quote unquote war so i oh. think he would be in the anti zelensky uh, oh. uh, uh you know so, I, I, to me to me the, so, the whole... so these are the top 10 most exciting no, no, not the ones <laughs> I, I, that I have, guess so not the stories that have gone on too long and are boring <laughs> yeah right I'm, well that's 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 a typical american response i mean we get tired of wars even ones that we're not even in. We haven't even sent any troops, you know, especially the ones that we haven't sent any troops in. So we've never really been in it, but we're spending a lot of money on it. All right, let's move to the next honorable mention uh, story. The drag queen story time. Uh, it, it, in various municipalities. Um, I mean, yeah, that's uh, I, I, ju- I, I just don't get it. How this stuff is lionized. It, I mean, it, you've got it, public school boards in favor of this and it's, it's yeah. it, it is just being done. It is just being done to inflame people. That's all it is. It's like, right. uh, oh, look what I'm doing. Look what I'm doing. Oh, we're showing men dressed like women dancing for kids. Isn't that yeah. uh, aren't we aren't we scandalous? And, and then come on, come on. Outrage. Show some outrage. Tucker Carlson, red face. Come on. <laughs> Absolutely. I uh, right. It, it is a way of. Uh uh goading people um, it's like the same thing if you if you stopped talking about ar-15s uh people would stop buying them and if um, uh, fox news stopped talking about drag queen shows for children they maybe stop holding them it's kind of difficult i just saw a commercial the other night rupaul has a game show on one of the networks oh you just learned about that well no i mean i didn't know which i've, it's I've like seen it's it fifth season now right well i've 
but I've seen RuPaul like on Saturday Night Live. I mean, RuPaul's been you know completely normalized. Uh, and look, I remember when when gays were kind of uh, exotic, and you know, and all they wanted to do was start you know uh-huh. house households on Modern Family. I, you know, I, I get that, um, but um, yeah. So I so she's got a, a game show. Uh, no, no, the cutting edge, of course, with all that now is is J.K. Rowling and Dave Chappelle. Uh, trying to repel uh, the, uh, the the transgenders, and you know and that's where the battle lines are right now. And uh, it, it's Harry Potter is where the uh, the battle <laughs> lines are. And that that's, but I, I you know I love it. Like you know when that University of Pennsylvania swimmer uh, and, and and I believe at NBC tried to show a picture of him or her, uh, and, and and kind of like with cheesecloth or something. So that the five o'clock shadow only looked like a two o'clock one. Um, but <laughs> oh, 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 I'm sorry. I thought I thought it was somewhere else that you were. You mean on his face, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, so uh, I bet so, she's got a shadow. I bet she's got a, sh- a a speedo shadow as well. Yeah, well, you know, that's just to you know enhance your speed in the in the pool. But I, it's just, um, and it's almost like, you know, well, you shrug your shoulders, but. The liberals kind of deserve all this. They, they brought it on, uh, uh, you know. So, you know, here, here they they fought for women's rights, the Equal Rights Amendment, and uh, and its progeny, and and now women are are, are taking it in the shorts, as it yeah. were. From uh, well, the, from the the WNBA is going to get a lot more exciting. And I'm surprised that isn't the number one story. It's it isn't going to be more Brittany higher Griner. scoring. Brittany yeah. Griner coming back to the United States. And it was funny that Randy Weingarten, you know, the, the teachers union head, the national teachers union head was, you know, just all over this, just loving how this, you know, gay women's basketball player got to come back to the United States. Meanwhile, I don't think she gave very much publicity to a teacher. Remember, she represents the teachers who was charged with essentially the same thing. and was stuck, <laughs> stuck in Russia. <laughs> I, I, I think you forgot who's paying your, you know, the, the, the dues to you here, here, Randy. And we all get caught up in that. You know, we all love that Brittany Griner is back. Uh, and enough of the stories about her being abusive to uh, her partners. Please. We need her as a totem. So, all right, let's get to more. Uh, I, I actually know. saw something where they did, a, they did a study and it's like it's like a vast majority of people can't even tell you what team Brittany Griner plays for. Which would include me. I mean, I don't know the names of the teams. I know the Chicago Sky. Look, former sportscaster Bruce Wolf has no former idea. Former sportscaster, what former. But here's the thing. You know, I got some buddies. You know, I play golf with, and they're big sports fans. I mean, they love the Bears and all this. And I have to be honest, they were enjoying the Sky in the playoffs. And wow. I was like, I was just going like, well, where's your man card? You know, and I mean, some of these guys can out hit me too. So uh, they, they they enjoyed it. I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm a fossil. You know, I'll be shuffling off this mortal coil soon so I can barely get through this top 10 list. So, so don't worry about me. That's the wave of the future. Women's basketball, even though you'd have to probably force people to watch it. Um, but um, and oh, of course, you get like there was a sportscaster, uh, a former sportscaster. I think her name is Jamel Hill. She writes for The Atlantic now. And she was saying. Well, the, I think she's the one who said this. Well, the reason Brittany Griner wound up getting arrested was she had to go to Russia to make money because we won't support women's basketball in the United States. So it's it's our fault that <laughs> that she got right. arrested in Russia. And she's right about that. Um, I wish I kind of wish that, the, you know, how they always have bands there when somebody comes back or something yeah. big event. I wish they would have just played the Star Spangled Banner and see how long they could have kept her from the plane. <laughs> you know what i mean that would have been the right touch that would have been the right touch god bless the usa all right more honorable mentions here um the deb- the debut of bruservations on this um oh wow and this which was you know basically a, kind of a, a spoof of a column that nobody cares about because that's what i major in uh but rob feeder who uh, held forth for uh about four decades uh as the fanboy of Chicago media. And, uh, and you know what? It's just like Brittany Griner. She doesn't realize what she has until she, you know, 
misses it. And that's why she loved having the star spangled banner played for when she came back uh, is uh, I don't know what's going on in Chicago media anymore. Not that it matters, uh, but that um, I mean, I, for example, don't know if if Marjane Greco and Janet Davies are hosting uh, uh, Channel 7's uh, New Year's Eve celebration. For all I know, it could be you, Tim. You, you've got the red tux on <laughs> I'm already. Ready. I'm ready um, to fill in. I got yeah. a question. Now, yeah. um, uh, uh, was that the, his, his Bruce Ervations been renewed for a second season? Well, or, I, or was that the entire series run in 2020? I think it went on hiatus uh, after about, you know, five uh, episodes. And um, I mean, there's only so many times you can make fun of, fun of Mark Greco. I mean, it, there's a <laughs> limit to it. And, uh, you know, uh, can we just uh, can he be like a recurring top story for us every year? I, even though I know it happened like last year or the year before that. Uh, I mean, the, the guy the guy actually got suspended from his job because he tweeted an insult to, uh, to Trump voters, you know, said that they were simpletons. And then he wound up getting fired because he sounded like a Trump voter because he made fun of his black female anchor colleague. So, uh, you know, that's being whipsawed. And, uh, you know, Cujo's, <laughs> as Michael Jordan would say to uh, Mark Jean Greco, an all time honorable mention. Uh, Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the uh, weekly wrap year end edition and coming back in the next segment, the number one story of 2022. We promise. <laughs> Wolf Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap with the top 10 stories of 2022. And we're down to the number one story. Um, you know, if I had any sense of the dramatic, uh, probably have a radio gig now. So uh, I don't, and I, I won't tease this any further. The number one story, according to Chris, our producer for 2022 was Twitter files, which I believe I tied in with the disinformation board as the number four story. So we've already talked about it, but there was a big, big story. And, um, you know, I, I, for one, am glad that Elon Musk, I mean, this guy could actually, how do you lose your shirt when your shirt is worth $40 billion? But he may have <laughs> done this. And that's great. That's yeah. so, that's so dramatic. And it's still in doubt, right? Am I right? He doesn't have this thing fixed, does he? That, that is ever going to make well, it never made any money to begin with, right? I mean, he paid forty billion dollars for for a, a, a not for profit. But I mean, can you think of anybody who parallel? Let's say he does lose his shirt on this. Can you can you think of anybody who parallels this? Of uh, you know, riding high in April, shot down in May. I mean, I just. I, I, I'm hard pressed to think of anybody who's, you know, that who's colossal. ever spent that much money, that that much money for a I company mean, this, that, this and is then the, ran it into the ground. This is Sisyphean. I mean, this is the stuff of which myths are made. This is rolling that boulder up the mountain and then having it go all the way down. And you know what Camus said about Sisyphus? You know what he said? You know what he said, Tim? I have no smart idea. guy looks like Santa Claus all dressed up for his New Year's Eve gig four days early. Sure. Uh, <laughs> you know what he said? He said Sisyphus was happy. That's what people don't, don't realize that he was ap actually happy because I mean, what's what's the whole point? I mean, Elon you know, Musk is not going to sit on his laurels. Well, wait, let's go back to Sisyphus being happy. I, I enjoy mowing my lawn and it's it's essentially the same thing, isn't it? No, because mowing your lawn is parallel and, uh, you know, and, and, and rolling yeah, a still, boulder. It's still a task that has to be repeated it, over and over and over. It's well, never finished. Yeah, but that's not, well, it, it's a corollary to it. <laughs> I would not call it in the same category. I mean, you don't have, when you get that done, there's um, great satisfaction. With Sisyphus, it's like he doesn't even get to enjoy it for a second, but but you know what it is? It's the journey. That's what it is, man. It's the journey. Do I have I just placed out of Yale's uh, but, literature but, class right now? But so. you know, but but a dog will bring you back a ball just to watch you throw it again. So so isn't there some enjoyment watching a boulder roll down a hill? I think there must be. Well, now that is a tack. That is an angle I have never heard. To enjoy seeing the boulder 
run over you like it's an Indiana Jones. It's coming right down. <laughs> oh, this is fun. I just worked. I just. I just sweated my ass off for two millennia rolling a boulder up a hill. It's coming right down. But Tim Slagle says I'm having fun. But if, yeah, but two millennia, but two millennia of rolling. I mean, that's going to be a real exciting 10 minutes of roll down. <laughs> I, you know, uh, I did not realize the number one story would be the myth of Sisyphus. I thought for sure it was going to be the myth of um, Tantalus. You remember that? It's my favorite Greek myth that I, you know, like to show off that I know. You know, you know how we got the word tantalized. You know, the myth of Tantalus. No, I. I oh, I'm, you know, I am right. learning my mythology. This. Yeah, uh, sure. This, I mean, we're theory. not learning about anything else here today. That's for sure. Uh, but um, Tantalus tried to serve his son Pelops up to the gods. Tried to serve him as a as a dish, as a dinner. Right. I'm not talking like, like a John John Madden turduck. I'm talking human being. Kind of like Abraham. Uh, no, not really. Well, you are really setting me off in the other direction. <laughs> hey, you're supposed to try to keep like, me centered on this. Okay. Okay. Ed McMahon, you're not supposed to have Johnny Carson go into Aunt Blabby when he's doing Karnak. Okay. This boom bah. Uh, no. And you're much funnier than Ed McMahon. And would you stop? Not stop being so funny just for a second. Just hold right. off. All right. So 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 Tantalus tries to serve. He serves his um, kid to the gods and the gods were not fooled except for Demeter. She ate what was part of his shoulder. And when he was rebuilt by the gods, his sh shoder was like made of metal. So, and Tantalus is punishment. We can build him back better. <laughs> <laughs> so Tantalus is we are gods. You know, I wish I could start high school over again. Forget Edith Hamilton mythology. I want Tim Slagle mythology. <laughs> As we go. So so um so Tantalus is punishment was he was sent down to Hades. And I don't know if he's standing in the river Styx or whatever, but he's standing in a pool of water. And he reaches up. There's a there's a, a fruit tree, and every time he reaches up for some fruit. The wind blows the fruit away. And every time he reaches down to get some water, the water recedes. And that's where we get the word tantalize from. Oh. Okay. Did it have to do something with the electrostatic uh, repelling of the shoulder? You know, I oh, the Greeks forget didn't it. Know I, you know what? The Greeks I mean, no, the metal would attract lightning, did they? Well, the metal is in Pelops' shoulder, not Tantalus. Oh, Pelops. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, oh okay. Uh, I, I, yeah, no, yeah, I mean, sorry. really. All right. Next week, we're going to be doing the Iliad. And uh, <laughs> 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 all right. So the, uh, the right, number so one got, is the Twitter story. That's right. Is, is number the, one is the Twitter story. And you think Elon's going to going to going to trash Twitter? I, I, uh, I, no, gonna... I don't really know. And I'm glad that he did it. And, you know, look. The Hunter Biden laptop story is 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 the story that this uh, whole whole Twitter fiasco revolves around. And I could even see Fox News turned down the Hunter Biden story. And even the guy who wrote it for the New York Post didn't have his byline on it. But the New York Post ultimately did run the story and they wanted to get publicity in Twitter on it. And there was no good reason not to suspend the account for two weeks based on, you know, sure. this this. Uh, you know uh, this 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 relationship uh, this unholy alliance between G the, the FBI is, and, uh, and and the Twitter and Baker who was the 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 counsel for for Twitter yeah, and the, where have you ever seen gossip uh, not reported because it was was was, was real <laughs> it, 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 and it turns out to be real of course and the, and, it, and there was a legitimate basis for running the story and it was and certainly Twitter which holds itself out as being impartial was not. I mean, and that's all there's that's all there's to it. So I'm glad that he's cleaned that up a bit. Now, the latest stuff, as we mentioned before, was about the CDC um, and, and them uh, muting that uh, uh, medical opinions. There were medical opinions that ran counter what to what the CDC had to say about things like, you know, the shots causing myocarditis or, or whatever. And they wouldn't allow that. They, they, they tamped it down somehow with their bots and their algorithms. Mm -hmm. Um, on the other hand, you know, you get a, a, a guy like Alex Berenson. Did you follow this guy at the World Cup? This writer, uh, Grant Wall, died suddenly at the World Cup of a heart attack or, or something. I and, heard about it. I didn't really yeah, read about it that yeah, much. Yeah, you know, and the immediate, immediately I thought, you know, that he was killed by 
the Qatar government, or Qatar government, <laughs> you know, but, but that's not what happened apparently. And I, and I, I forgot exactly what he had. It may have been an aortic aneurysm. I'm sorry. I don't have the exact med- medical terminology, but his, he and his wife, who was a doctor, a cardiologist or, or some kind of highfalutin doctor like that were very pro vaccine, very mm-hmm. much pro vaccine. And, Alex Berenson, who was the former New York Times reporter, who was very much against the vaccines. And, and um, he reported, uh, apparently, or was trying to uh, intimate or speculate that this Grant Wall died because of some kind of heart problem associated with the, the booster. And uh, the guy's wife, and of course, she has a vested interest in here because she was in favor of the vaccines, said, um, no, that's not what happened at all. Well, Meanwhile, Twitter was accused of muting. This just came out at the same time. Twitter of muting the likes of Alex Berenson. And my opinion is, well, they shouldn't mute him, but let all the information come out. Let let let, uh, you know, the people who say that he's crazy come out, too. Uh, And including uh, this woman, the the wife of the guy, the writer who died, uh, even if his stuff is misleading and does not inform people correctly. I, that's my sure. view. Sure. It's only in the face of a, a, under the light of a contrary opinion, that veracity can be determined. So, you know, it's funny. I read that in the fortune cooking I got the other day, but, it, <laughs> but it, I had it in bed afterwards, which you know, gave it the levity that it needed because you're so heavy. Um, all right. So what else do we have here? Um, but, uh, Biden's red speech as an honorable mention. Excuse me. Yeah, that boy, those who decided to have that red behind him. I was that was absolutely creepy. I mean, you know, it looked like something out of the Supreme Soviet or it was it looked like it looked like a scene from the movie The Wall. That's what it looked oh, okay. like. That's what it looked like to me when okay. uh, so that, when that's... Sid started turning into a fascist. That's uh <laughs> That's how he would perform his rock and roll um, on a stage like that. I'm trying to fake it like I saw that. Um, <laughs> June, look, I, I once wrote a parody of The Wall, the, so, the Pink Floyd song, The Wall. Uh, Brick, it was about Jack Brickhouse. I, it was Jack Brickhouse, ah. bricks, bricks off the wall. I thought for sure this was going to send me to skyrocket me into stardom in Chicago media. Uh, uh-huh. Did it for WXRT it, because Steve Dahl had done a parody of that song called Kid oh, in I remember the, that I remember Kid that, in the yeah. Crawl about yep. Gacy and yep. and everybody loved that. And I think, well, I'm going to do one about Brickhouse bricks off the wall. And, you know, it just went, you know, yep. <laughs> and that's why I had to rely on a guy like Steve Dahl to hoist me up and, you know, get me into some prominence in Chicago. Yeah, you thought that which, song was going to get you a lunch with Al Yankovic. Oh, I don't don't get me started on Al Yank. I mean, he's fine. He's okay. <laughs> you know, but I could I could do plenty of that stuff. All right. Uh, just one final word, an uh, honorable mention to uh, Italy having elected the quote unquote smoke show PM Maloney, according to Chris. And I, I concur. I mean, we listened to her and it's something about the way she looks and it, it's being spoken in Italian yet that you don't understand. And she could be telling you, I'm going to castrate you and I'm going to socialize <laughs> medicine, but you love her anyway. I mean, that's an authoritarian I can re- authoritarian I can relate to. Hey, GI. Hey, so that's <laughs> that's it for our uh, top 20, uh, top hey, 10. How about that? Of 2022. Bruce, Happy New Year, Tim. Happy New Year, Bruce. See you, see you on the other side. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap and uh, tim more honorable mentions I, uh, that are coming. I see yeah uh, we have the top 10 and uh, for those of you who want to know what that top 10 is um you can look uh at the wlit um website and they will tell you um all the christmas songs they played in the last uh half an hour uh <laughs> but they won't tell you about what we had uh as a top 10 the half hour uh, christmas songs that's about all of them isn't it i mean it's right you know what my wife and i w- had some quite a bit of distance to traverse in the car yesterday put on wlit i can see why it's number one in the ratings in december you re- you know all the songs 
Sure. Every single one. It's, you know, all those Christmas songs that were written by Jews that don't mention Jesus. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then you're basically just trying to guess who the artist is. And it's invariably Nat King Cole or Andy Williams. So you have funny words that you like to stick in that you like to do. Oh, yeah. Parody. Walking yeah. in women's underwear, you know, uh -huh. a favorite. How about Poli you? Police took police took my car. <laughs> police took my car police <laughs> took my car you know what i liked jose feliciano's light my fire version as well uh you know it was very good you know for, for, for among songs that have been covered uh by somebody else i i think uh you know that was a great one uh so here's what an honorable mention story from uh, 2022 kim fox uh, call out i'm trying to remember that didn't that just happen uh refresh my recollection counselor um maybe we'll have a graphic uh, showing it i i think um oh i think this is where was there a northfield um you know northfield is of oh, the jewel at the, at the glen you know where the glen is excuse me it's you know the glen is a they have a posh golf course there oh, okay uh, it's glenview northfield and apparently the jewels food store at the glen was robbed I mean, this is the kind of thing that's supposed to happen at a whole full foods in Englewood and then they shut it down or whatever. <laughs> uh, but this this yeah, one was no, robbed. Well, I don't think I don't think people that have a propensity to rob grocery stores would shop at uh, Whole Foods. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. I mean, who, the wants that, who wants those off brand? Who wants those off brand potato chips? Yeah, totally. Are, yeah, right. It, it, and there's no marketability for it. And, and yeah. you know. You can't get a fence to, you know, to, to take that. The jewel at the Glen was robbed by a gang of thieves in two cars waiting outside. The thieves walked out with baskets filled with stolen goods, ran out to the waiting cars. And um, this, you know, this was tweeted by the Northfield Township Republican organization. With, with baskets? You mean like like Red Riding Hood? They had little wicker baskets you know, that they filled up and they stole from the rich and they're and they're given to themselves. Or do I they mean, mean do they mean shopping carts? Yeah, I, I, I'm not really sure uh, exactly. I don't have the video of it. But, you know, when it when it starts happening in your neighborhood, you, you know, you might want to rethink voting for uh, Kim Fox for uh, state's attorney. Although sure. it, uh, and that is still Cook County, I believe. Yeah, just barely, just barely. Although Lake County might not necessarily the be thieves walked it's out with baskets filled with 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 groceries saying this is MAGA country. <laughs> exactly. Hey, speaking of uh, state's attorneys, interesting thing, and this brings us back to uh, the Second Amendment stuff and the Highland Park shooting. Did you prosecutors charged Robert Cremo Jr., the father of the alleged shooter at the July 4th parade, uh, with seven felony counts of reckless conduct for sponsoring his then 19 year old son's gun license application in 2019? It's unusual for a shooter's parents to face charges. I'm reading this from uh, the dispatch summary of this, but prosecutors allege Cremo bears responsibility for supporting the application despite his son's recent suicide attempt and a family member's report to the police that the young man had threatened to, quote, kill everyone, unquote. And, you know, I'm thinking, you know, we talk about uh, when we interviewed Darren Bailey uh, uh, when he's running for governor. He, and we talked about, you know, uh, banning AR-15. He said, well, we don't enforce the laws already on the books. Well, here's a prosecutor who's trying to enforce the law already on the books. I mean, you're not supposed to uh, fraudulently fill out a uh, FOID application or, or whatever it is. I mean, how, do, how does that work? I'm, I'm not I'm not really clear. Do you have to have parental position permission if you're you have to need a co-signer if you're uh, under 21? Look, for a apparently gun? there's a sponsorship for a gun license application. And that, and the father did that. That's what they're trying to hang him on. And uh, so, you know, the I would ask, you know, all the Second Amendment stalwarts, you know, we're always talking about, well, let's enforce the laws that we have. Is this uh, no, no, a law no, that I, should I, be enforced? I, I get that. I'm, 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 it just, it's just curious to me. I didn't realize it went like that. And, yeah. and also, if you think about it, I mean, he, he, he wanted his son to have a license. I mean, that's not... You know, it's like, isn't that kind of isn't that kind of good parenting when you say, oh, no, 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 you need a light. You know, bad parenting is ah, you don't need a license. I know a guy, you know, <laughs> he can get it. We don't need a license. I'll tell you, you know what? You missed your calling, man. I, you, you should have been a defense attorney. <laughs> that is that's really good. I like that. That's that's thinking outside the uh, 
the box of ammo right there. It's no, very, very good. Um, all right. Next thing is that, uh, oh, so there was a story the other day that the Taliban are not uh, allowing women in college. And I was thinking, well, that's a relief. Because I thought when we, you know, skedaddled out of there, you know, they, they'd be, you know, hanging women, uh, throwing them in, the, burning them at the stake, whatever. All they're doing is suspending their university educations. I mean, that's... they're doing them a favor because you know they're, they're going to rack up all that student debt. Oh, sure, a worthless gender studies degree, right? And it's not, and it's, and it's not like, and imagine gender studies in <laughs> Afghanistan. I mean, seriously. Uh, so you'd think, I mean, and you know, it's, you know, I don't think the Supreme Court of the United States has jurisdiction over Afghanistan, but you know. Uh, the, the student loan forgiveness based on COVID is, is going to run out eventually. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, I, I'm relieved. I mean, I, now I'm totally looking at bug. I mean, you know, at first it was like we're, we're forgetting about the Afghanistan women. And because we're bugging out, we may be giving the Russians an idea that they can invade Ukraine, which will then give the Chinese an idea that they can invade Taiwan. But, you know, I'm a domino theory kind of guy. And that went out out with the uh you know the 1960s so i'm i'm a little bit relieved that the taliban women that's all that's happening is that they can't go to college um speaking of women uh read that after a boom in sales during the pandemic some high profile books underperformed this year michelle oh. obama's most recent book the light we carry had less than one quarter of the first week print sales of her 2018 memoir becoming Publishers are worried that 2023 will be a bumpy year with fears of recession ahead. You know, I mean, I, I can rip Michelle Obama you know, quite a bit. I, you know, I like to do that. But, you know, there's a law of diminishing returns. You come out with one book and then somebody's got to buy another one. By you. I mean, really, <laughs> didn't Barack Obama have like three books out before he was 50? It's, it's, yeah, all covering all covering himself. All, all, well, I mean, what else? Yeah. His favorite subject. Um, so, yeah, I just... <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, how many books, you know, can we pretend that we read? Uh, so what is the light we carry? Is that like a Bic or is he um, talking about that, that, that app on the phone now? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not really sure. Um, you know, I just, I, there's so many other books I have to read first. I, I have to finish infinite jest, which I'm on page two of hundred on and have been for the past 15 years and have eight, eight, eight more, 800 more pages to go on it. There's just a lot of stuff that I have to get to before that. Um, speaking of higher education. So I don't know, Chris, are we allowed to talk about this? Because I know that uh, this station that we're on, the radio station carries like Purdue Northwest basketball. And it turned out that the Purdue Northwest chancellor got into a uh, little trouble. Did you, did you see this? At, at the commencement, uh, uh, he he went off script and got in trouble because he did like a, an Asian voice. Uh -oh. <laughs> and uh, uh -oh. I, I, I don't know if we little, have the tape of little... it, but maybe I'll just summarize it. The guy before him spoke and was talking about talking to his grandchildren or something and said that he had this made up language. And it kind of sounded Polish, you know, Ritsky, 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 and, the, you know, the kid liked it. But I think the guy who did it may have been Polish, you know, the the uh, the guy in, in, in the robe. But then the but then the chancellor gets up there. Are we going to play this? Because it's all I can say is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank, I didn't realize Alphonse D'Amato became the uh, Purdue Northwest chancellor. Anyway, he was condemned. But see, all he was doing was it was a made up language they had for like his grandchild. And, you know, <laughs> you're not supposed Bobby, to do Bobby that. Slayton used to do a bit like that. He, he, he'd find a, a, an Asian person in the audience and say, uh, stop me when I say something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, you know, and Louis C.K. did one, which I can't even repeat, but he was imagining that he saw this uh, Asian woman, old Asian woman crossing the street once and he was wondering what she's thinking and then he goes into like an old asian you know <laughs> gobbledygook thing and i mean and it's hysterical because 
obviously he didn't understand what he was even saying, but that's what well, he Sid thought. Caesar, he was, was it Sid Caesar that used to do that? He oh, he used to do, to do all the voices. Any, la- any language. Any language. He, he sounded much more fluent. I, he what, sounded sexier than Maloney did speaking Italian. That's how good Caesar And there was, was also a YouTube sensation. There was a girl, I think, in Scotland that would do the same thing. And it was really funny to hear her uh, uh, do American gibberish. And oh, uh, I'm yeah. always amazed by the, you know, the uh, the guys with the Cockney accents who, who like the guy who played House Hugh Laurie sounding like an American and he it basically sounds like Dick Van Dyke did in Mary Poppins that's his real <laughs> voice and then House he sounds different it's amazing because I think that we are unimitatable you certainly are unimitatable Tim Slagle and thank you so much once again <laughs> until next time a Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. And that's the weekly wrap on radio and television. Follow Bruce at Bruce Wolf Shy on Twitter and Tim at TimSlagle.com. The weekly wrap with Bruce Wolf, a CP Pods production. Copyright 2022.